Uh, Bush and Richie here with the uh, with the podcast. Quite why I'm about to ask Bush this at the beginning of the podcast when I could ask you uh, any other time, I don't know. What are your thoughts on chocolate orange as a flavour? I know I've uh, broken the record. Well, I didn't actually break the record. I attempted anyway. To you, try... broke the re- you broke the record. <laughs> For this studio anyway of eating a chocolate orange. I think it was in, a... was in about two minutes I did it. You, you were. Bearing in mind you weren't you weren't trying to break a record. You were just trying to eat it quicker than that yeah. fella who you said, said it took him 45 minutes. I did minutes. it real quick. You did it within... I'd say 30 seconds of the woman who currently holds the record. It was something like that, It's yes. not bad. I might have to do it again before Christmas. It'd be good to sign yeah, off 2020 with a record. You do that and I'll do a box of uh, After Eights. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. I received an email today that I would describe as unsolicited porn, OK? <gasps> Came from Domino's, uh, mm. letting me know that they've got a brand new dessert, uh, which is Domino's chocolate orange cookies. Now, not mm. enough people talk about Domino's cookies, okay? They're known for their pizzas. That's why they shouldn't do t- do cookies. Why? Stay in your lane. No, mate. If you're a Chinese restaurant, don't do steak, <laughs> steak and chips. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have brought this up with you. I, I, know I, the... I have a big belief yeah. that if you have a certain interest or an area of expertise in food, you should do that and that alone. Have you ever make... tried a Domino's cookie? Let's go a step back. Have you ever tried one of theirs? No, because they only should make pizzas and their cookie thing is wrong. It's wrong. It is at this point that I realise the rest of this conversation <laughs> is pointless and we should just start the podcast. Home time with Bush and Richie. What a way to start a show. It's safe to listen to the news again, folks. It's nice to have a bit of good news, isn't it? Isn't it? Bit of good news. It's been like everything's been grim for absolutely ages. And about you, I've actually stopped listening to the news for a bit. I think there's no point. No point watching the news. It makes you feel terrible. However, good news. A vaccine apparently is on the way. It's 90% effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the news we've all been waiting for. It is on its way. Uh, but whilst the vaccine has been bankrolled by an American pharmaceutical giant, Pfizer... Uh, the science itself is the work of a company called BioNTech, which is a German company founded by this married couple and dedicated physicians, Ugar Sahin and Oslem Terechi. Definitely haven't ruined their names there. <laughs> I think you've done a great job. Well done. Thank you. Uh, and they're a lovely, happy married couple. They're both in the same kind of line of work. Dr. Terechi once said in an interview, apparently, that on the day of their wedding, they both made time for lab work. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What an amazing thing. P- both donned the lab coats. And they're white as well, I suppose, the coats. It kind of works with the whole wedding vibe and there's a lovely photo on a load of the papers today and them shaking hands and celebrating mm. uh, finding this vac- vaccine in their laboratory but it's a great example of a couple working together and it's interesting because people listening to this right now if you work with your other half it is normally fraught with danger do you know what I mean? Well there is the famous phrase isn't there to uh, you, you shouldn't dip your pen Hell in yeah. the company ink Tell I that think to it's, it's, it's what he said. Uh, Oslem Terechi over there. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, I'm glad that that's happened. Well, we thought just first hour of the show, because this is a brilliant thing. It's amazing that this couple who work together have come up with something that's going to get them the Nobel Peace Prize. They may have saved humanity. We've got a lot to thank them for. But, like, if you work with your partner, tell us about it. What do you do? But has it gone well or has it gone not so well? Well, for every biotech story, yeah. there's your Fleetwood Max. Oh, right. yes, that didn't got, pan out all right, did yeah, it? Yeah, well, it, 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 it swings and roundabouts. Whilst Rumours became one of the biggest albums in the world ever, you've got two two couples in the band both falling apart. Yeah. So, professionally, it's going great. The couple's falling apart. I mean, I don't know anything about Fleetwood Mac, but like, weren't they all like getting off with each other all the time? <laughs> I don't know how they made any songs. It's for another show, yeah. 
Mick, Mick, stop getting off with the other one. Just give it five minutes. Got to record this because they've got to do the album, Mick, for crying out loud. So, look, if you work with your partner, let us know about it. Has it gone well or has it gone not so well? 8, 12, 15. Get in touch with Home Time. It's a Tuesday night. Well, very well for Neil, who says, I met my beautiful wife, Kirsty, whilst we worked together at the bank in 1997. We got married in 2001, two amazing kids later. Fantastic. That's a good story. Kelly says, um, aren't most of us now technically working with our other halves? I don't work for the same company as my other half, but working from home since March means we are co-office space workers. That is a very, very good point I'm for very those impressed. that have. Very impressed. Uh, Julie in Gillingham says, my hubby Peter and I own and run a pub. I think it's been working out. We've been here for 27 years. Oh, that's great. I bet you can hold court there. They are know? Gillingham's Bet and Alec Gilroy. I don't know who that is. Coronation Street, come on. Legend. I've never, Legends. never watched a, an episode of Coronation Street. That was Corey at his peak. I've Be- never, never watched it. No, I wouldn't, couldn't tell you anything about it. Apart from the intro theme tune, makes me feel like I want to pass out. Feel like I don't know you. <laughs> is that Coronation Street or have I just yeah, done Crossroads? it is, it is. Uh, this one here says, I work with my other half. It works quite well. 18 years so far, we are sign makers, stroke designers. I'm Elizabeth and my other half is Adam. Uh, we've got Donna on the line. Donna works with her other half. How's that working out for you then, Donna? Absolutely fine. Um, we have worked with each other on and off for about the last 25 years where we met, met in practice. And then the last 10 years we've run a business together. Wow. And tell us about, I mean, obviously it's a bit different at the moment with what's been going on, but what is your office set up then when you two are working together? Oh, well, you see, now we, well, we used to be in the and we took a little office. So we have like a little one room office um, that's five minutes from where we work. So when the kids went back to school, we, we spent lockdown at home on the kitchen table, which drove us nuts. And when the kids have gone back to school, we're back in our office again. So it's all right. We can just kick each other under the table again. And and how do you do you find that you'll be halfway through the workday and then you'll be suddenly like what we got in for dinner tonight, or yes. is it completely focused? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like oh, what we're doing for dinner tonight. Oh, are you kicking? No, I'm kicking. It is a bit like that, and then it's, uh, all right, who's getting the coffees in? It's great. So um, a lot of people have talked about, you know, being in a relationship and working together is like a big no-no. What do you think is the key to success for you guys? Oh, each of us know which one's best at the other. <laughs> Division of labour you know based on how good you are at stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah, so I know what Andrew's good at, and he knows what I'm good at, and we don't step on each other's toes, and that's the way it is. Okay, what's Andrew not so good at, just, just to put it out there? Not the creative stuff like marketing and social media. Okay, brilliant. It's good good that he knows if he's listening to the radio with a tear in his eye right now. (laughs) And who is doing dinner tonight? (laughs) Oh, it's me. (laughs) Yay! What? And speaking of creative stuff, what are you having then if you're so good at doing the Uh, tea on your night? Basically, I've got a boot group meeting at uh, 8 o'clock on Zoom. So, like, everything has gone to Zoom. So, I need to get tea out of the way quick. So, I'm doing stir fry because that's what I normally do. And then it's boot group at (laughs) 8. Love that book club. Wow. So far, fairly positive. Mm. Although Joanne tweets to say, I did. We met at work in 1999. We married, we had kids, left to go to a computer firm. Sorry, competitor. We divorced recently, and now our company's emerging next year, so we're going to be colleagues again. Oh, wow. That's slightly awkward, isn't it? (laughs) Keep us posted on that one, Joanne. Uh, Right, Charlie's hanging on. You work with the other half, don't you? How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. She sat on the other side of the kitchen table from me. I like that. He's got to say that, hasn't he? he has, it's like when you've got someone in the car with you and you're on hands-free. <laughs> That's exactly what he's done. Call him out for it. It's exactly what he's done. <laughs> so tell us about your other half and what do you guys do? Uh, we work for the University of Plymouth in the admissions department. So processing applications. Wow. So that must be pretty mad with all that's been going on at the moment. Crazy times. 
It has been a roller coaster, yeah. <laughs> and it never ever gets fraught. No, no, it's pretty chill. <laughs> wow, I'm not sure I believe a word Charlie I'm says. I'm not sure about this either. <laughs> And is there anything you miss about being in the office? I guess you've not been in the office then since, like, March or something. That's right, yeah. I, I started the job in, in July, so I've only been in the office um, over the busy period when we were doing um, all, the, all the quick bits in, in August. Yeah. So uh, I've not missed it too much. <laughs> OK, and then do you take breaks and stuff as well, like you would do in a normal office? Uh, yeah, yeah, we sort of take it in turns to make the tea. <laughs> Okay, that's good. Who makes a better one, Charlie? See if you can give us an honest answer on that one. Who yeah. makes a better tea, you or your other half? Uh, probably me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well done, there finally. We go. <laughs> now, look, here at Home Time, we know that at this time on the radio, when uh, you've got plenty of choice out there, there are some more highbrow shows than us that are going on right now. You've chosen to listen to us, but we're going to go with some business news right now. Here's the latest. Premier Foods. Let's talk about Premier Foods. This is a company uh, that owns Bisto, Ambrosia, Mr Kipling's Cakes. (laughs) What a portfolio. (laughs) And chocolate mini rolls. Wowee. (laughs) God, imagine if you own that. You'd be down the factory all the time helping yourself. Well, mate, the profits for the last six months of Premier Foods up... 50%. 50%. Wow, what a turnaround. This is because during the various lockdowns that we've had over the uh, countries of the United Kingdom over the last six months, we have gone back big time to comfort foods. Once again, let me name those people. Bisto, Ambrosia, <laughs> Mini Rolls. <laughs> That's what this country has kept going on over the last six months. It's like they've made their name 100% thrown everything in on the uh, 80s school dinner market. It's brilliant, isn't it's fantastic. it? Fantastic, exactly that. But if we're all th- if we think about it, when you are just stuck at home and you're not going out so much, you do kind of go back to you rediscover things, really, don't you? Well, I mean, I don't know if anyone else has had this. I, when, when I've gone to the shop and you're there in your mask and you've got a certain amount of time to, to get stuff before your glasses steam up, yeah. I always just think, do you know what? I, I flipping deserve a Frey Bentos, <laughs> yeah. and I've got right back into Frey Bentos pies. And, and you, you're right, there must be a comfort eating element about it. Well, not just eating, not just eating. It's just you just want a bit of comfort and do what you like. Do you exactly. Know what I mean? Now I've always had a sweet tooth the thing that has come back into our house in a big way over the last six months my lockdown rediscovery has been angel delight as in the old dessert that you was that a powder that you had milk to as in powder milk whisk that's it all right oh and fridge chuck the fridge in it's got to go go in the fridge that's another school dinner classic powder milk whisk it up in the fridge there you go butterscotch go-to flavor even you talking to me about this now i'm thinking to myself we haven't had rice pudding for ages i need to correct that i bet that's right up there i bet that's been another lockdown rediscovery for people blob of jam in the middle away you go so look it doesn't have to be food it may well go that way, but it doesn't have to be food. But here's your question. Well, we were just looking at Subutio, having had that message from that last person. Exactly. Bring back Subutio. What has been your lockdown rediscovery? This is a nice one. Nev from Norwood says, believe it or not, it's absolute radio. Oh. I, for some reason, hadn't listened for over a couple of years and started lockdown again, and now I'm hooked. Uh, from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show to you guys, you're all great. Thank you very much, Nev. We'll take that, Nev. Thank Thanks, you very buddy. much. Uh, Tessa, Tessa says leg warmers. No confirmation as to whether she's listening to Absolute 80s or not. Wow. Uh, but says, pulled down over my heels so I can prance around like a kid from fame. I like the idea of that, because my feet get very cold in the evenings. <laughs> I'm sure you'd look good in them. Thanks. Uh, Neil, what's been your lockdown rediscovery? Oh, it's been corned beef. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so did you fall out of love with corned beef and now you got back into it during the lockdown? Is that what happened? 
I just forgot all about it, to be honest. I mean, my wife's vegetarian, so it, it wasn't the most savoured uh, meat to have in the house. But uh, Wow, that's really rubbing it in her face, isn't it? <laughs> Big time. Hey, so but, yeah. the weird thing is with corned beef, I, I've got the same situation. My, my partner Katie is vegetarian, so normally not allowed it in the house. But very rarely do you get a meal that's got a, a, like a, a trap and unlock system that you have to code break to get into with the lock and key thing that they've got on corned beef. They're still persevering with, the, with that, aren't they? Oh yeah, I mean exactly. I mean, it, you know, you you earn your uh, your delight at the end of the day. If you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Neil, yeah. Uh, with the with the vaccine now on the horizon, as we discussed earlier, once COVID passes, is corned beef going to stay in your life? I think it's got to. It's got to. It's, it's welcome in our household any day now. Oh, it's a keeper. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, Neil. <laughs> Thanks for chatting. Take care, fella. Cheers, buddy. No All right. Take care, guys. This text says, hi, my lockdown rediscovery was Scalextric. Oh, wow. I'd heard that things had gone really well for Scalextric. Wow, I used to love that when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, you got the time on your hands. Get it back out the loft. Oh, wow. I'm going to actually check. That's, that's great. That is great. I'm going to do exactly that. I'm sure I've got an old one somewhere. Rocco would love Scalextric. He needs, he deserves a Scalextric. <laughs> that, is, that is the way that I'm going to sell it in. <laughs> uh, Beck says, cycling with no real, ID where, no real idea where I'm going. That's been her uh, lockdown rediscovery. Says, a friend recommended just going down a road or a path or a track that you've never been down before mm. and seeing where it takes you. It's really brilliant. See, I mean, I, I cycle every day for work, but there's no kind of joy in it because I'm just doing the same route each and every day so I kind of like that Yeah, just seeing where the wind takes you although I'd have trouble trying to find my way home again <laughs> you would uh, so sales of gravy and custard and uh, mini chocolate rolls have gone through the roof uh, what have been your lockdown rediscovery uh, this one says I went back to knitting I haven't done it in years uh, for me in the evenings it's Netflix and yarn and Claire says on our Facebook page uh, her current rediscovery this is a rediscovery so she's done this in the past super new with a fried egg. Uh, Viv says, photography and walking. I've taken some amazing lucky shots of birds in the garden, sunsets and sunrises. I'm lucky to live in the Surrey Hills, quite liking this work from home malarkey. Uh, Colin, what has been your rediscovery? Uh, puzzles, to be fair. It's just, yeah, it's quite therapeutic and that, because obviously lockdown's been a bit of a challenge for people. So, um, yeah, just doing puzzles and things, that's been really helpful and it sort of brings you back to your childhood. It does now. I'm a huge board game fan, as you well know. Uh, and Emma yeah. Jones on the Dave Barry Breakfast Show uh, is more of a jigsaw kind of gal. What What is your kind of puzzle? What kind of things have you been doing? Uh, just like sort of countryside puzzles and no, sorry, things like like the puzzles, like thousand piece puzzles. I was about ah. to ask. So what's board, your board what's what's your number it, you like to go for? So you you <laughs> like to go for a thousand pieces? Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time, big time. <laughs> okay, and you, she gets them from second-hand shops, Emma, which is mm. asking yeah. for trouble, because you don't know if yeah. all the pieces are going to be in there, and they normally aren't. What, what about you? Yeah, what was brilliant, straight after lockdown, all the charity shops had loads of them, because obviously everyone couldn't get do anything and bought puzzles. So then when lockdown finished, there was, there was in every charity shop. It was just hilarious. And what one are so, you working on at the moment then, my friend? What's your current project I'm puzzle? Not at the moment, funny. I've, not, I've, I've literally just sort of done one, which was like a countryside scene, so that was quite nice, but yeah... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to buy them for my parents now for Christmas and get, get them. They were waiting for the winter to kick in because they're quite bored, so we've got a, a, uh, yeah, a mat to do it on, so there's no excuse now. Hey, Colin, I've just had an idea from, uh, from, from what you're really into here. So at the moment, Hometime Merchandise, we've got some Hometime face coverings, OK? Uh-huh. When they run out, what do you reckon, as a, as a puzzler yourself, do you think there would be demand amongst the Hometime community for a Bush and Ritchie jigsaw? I think there could be, to be yeah. fair. I think there could be. It would be 
Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Think uh, Foster and Allen style uh, <laughs> us with woolly jumpers near a crackling log fire. What about that? <laughs> what, well, you, what you could do as well is send them out to, to winners of competitions with pieces missing and then they have to complete the puzzle, puzzle to let you know what piece is missing to win a prize. Hey, Colin, Whoa. you're wasted. You shouldn't be listening. You should be here. It forces people to do it then. That's amazing. Fantastic. Colin, this is a, an amazing idea. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll do it in a few months' cool. time and we'll give you no credit. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Take care. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's the Tuesday Tombola. We don't know... What phoning topic is coming out of that gold vessel? So a very strange thing happened last week. You may remember there's a hundred balls inside this tombola. One hundred balls. Uh, they're marked one to ninety-nine. Uh-huh. Okay, quite simple. Um, and they're all assigned a different topic that you guys could get in touch. Last week, two weeks running, ball number ninety-nine came out. It freaked us out. And and one of you guys, well, quite a few of you guys actually helped us out with what the odds were. And there are a lot what bigger odds than we mm. thought it would be. So. If it comes out a third time, it's almost like space. People from like out of space are trying to communicate. I'm walking. With us. If it comes out a third time, I'm walking. It, it's it's possessed. Right. It's definitely possessed. I'm going to give it a good spin tonight because I should. I think I should. That's right. a good. That's a very good spin. That one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Also, a good rummage. This is like the FA Cup third round draw. This isn't it? Just right. I'm a little bit frightened. Here we go. Oh. A 64. Ball number 64. <laughs> Stuck on a roof stories. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stuck on a roof stories. If you've ever been... This is this could be... This is either going to be brilliant or terrible. I know, I know. And we've I had know. a good show so far. We've had a lot of people on chatting about <clears> stuff. This could be where it comes off the rails. Every single person that makes it to air is yes. going to get a home-time face covering, all right? There aren't many of them, so you'll be very, very lucky. Yes. I, I'm, that's going to happen anyway, all right? I'm not saying that to entice you because we've pulled out a ball that could be a rather iffy topic. But well, I, this is going to be niche, so what about this? Because we want you to win these face masks, even if you've been to the top of a very interesting building. Yeah. That'll work. Th- that would work. Been to the top. What's that? There's a tall tower in, like... Malaysia and that. You might have got to the Eiffel Tower and then someone was blocking you coming back down. There that, you go. That would be feasible. That would work. <laughs> right, so. That'd work. Stuck on a roof stories, get in touch. 8, 12, 15 or tweet us at Absolute Radio. If you make it to air, <laughs> we're going to give you a mask. Gordon <laughs> says, Richie, I heard you say that it contains 100 balls numbered from 1 to 99. What happened to the missing ball? <laughs> That's <laughs> a, a very point. good question. Sharon says, quick question for you guys. When you pick a number from the Tuesday Tombola, why isn't it put on a rack so the numbers can't be picked again? Uh, because it will go back and we'll assign the number for this. So next week, 64 will be in there. There'll be a brand new topic. But when, when 99 came out for the second time, we refused to do it. <laughs> we need to be consistent. Adrian says, not a roof as such or a tall building, but I got stuck upside down for two hours on the pirate ship in Barry Island a few years ago. I had a great view of the coast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, everyone that makes it to air is going to get a home time face mask, you lucky people. So Malcolm's getting one. Where do you get stuck, Malcolm? Um, on top of the Great Great Pyramid in Giza. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Sorry, did you get stuck up there or you just went up there? Um, well, you're not supposed to go up there, but we um, we managed to get get up there one night at midnight. Malcolm, what the? You can't just like get 
have a few lagers and then try and climb a pyramid. You're really not we helping the rumours of British we tourists. Act, we, actually, we actually gave somebody a bit of money and they took us up. Wow, so you have bribed your way to the top of a pyramid. Yes, we did. Because you're actually not allowed to climb them. <laughs> I like it. He's a maverick. I hope we're not about to start some kind of international incident here. That is unbelievable, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm stunned. He Actually, did... no, I'm not. It's a home-time listener. I'm not stunned. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, he deserves a mask, though, for that kind of... He uh, definitely gets a mask. That tinkering going on, that's he's, for sure. He's going to need it just to stay incognito. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> You've won yourself a home-time face mask. Thanks very much. Matt, where did you get stuck, Matt? Yeah, well, um, as I said, uh, I'm a serving firefighter, and uh, it was a part-time job. I uh, did a bit of window cleaning, and I was um, up on the roof, and the ladder slipped away and um, left me or should say hanging precariously and uh, and instead of um, calling out my colleagues uh, to come and rescue me um, because I would never ever live it down I decided to lower myself down and um, yeah, drop the rest of the way into the back garden um, and risk as I said any number of broken bones over uh, the embarrassment that, um, <laughs> that would be caused if I uh, yeah, had my colleagues turn up to rescue me. This is almost the equivalent of a couple of radio DJs going to do a pub quiz and then everyone expecting that you're really good at the music round. Yeah, and then just yeah. messing it up. <laughs> which is probably how it pan out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's rather embarrassing, but yeah, um, and my colleagues don't know about it. So, um, hence the fact I'm not saying that I'm from Eastbourne. Oh, well, you've just done all of <laughs> oh, that. Oh, dear, oh, dear. This evening's got uh, it's taken a horrible turn for you this evening, Matt. Hey, at least you can wear a fa- home-time face mask next time you see him. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. All right, all right. I feel bad about what happened at the start. Tell us about the uh, the Domino's cookies, the chocolate orange flavour. It looks like it is absolutely orga- orgasmic. <laughs> See, I can't even talk at the thought of it. You nearly had one saying it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Thank you. Oh, we'll see you next week. Okay, guys, are you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Podcast, it is now over. Let me hear you say, Bush and Richie's podcast, it is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast, it is now over. It's over. It's over. It's done.